Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from that magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Hi all and thanks for listening to Oracle Soup. We are in the kitchen today with a lovely fellow practitioner in the world of oracular tastiness. Hi, Katrina. Hi. Hey, you know what? I am ready for some French cooking. (laughs) I have a... I have a taste for some French food today, and uh, particularly we're going to be looking at the Oracle Berlin, which is a French Oracle deck. And in fact, it's so French that as far as I know, there's only French books out about that deck, and uh, I'd love to see an English uh, version of that or translation. So it's definitely new, it's hot, and it's very French. Yes, we'd like to extend a warm welcome to Miss Gina Jean, psychic and oracle poor excellence that lives in New York. Right in the big city, the big apple. And I, I know she's my go-to gal when it comes to anything to do with the Berlin. And uh, she's just such a, a sweet person for one thing and also an, a very excellent teacher and really knows her art. So we're so thrilled to have her with us today on the second part of our show here. So, hey, with uh, that in mind, Ms. Gina. Yes, right. We're going to start in just a bit. Stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. And welcome back to Oracle Soup. This is Katrina Wynn with my dear sister, Gina Thies, out there in Texas. And we actually have a very interesting topic today. Uh, Gina and I were in a workshop at BATS uh, in San Francisco area, but it's actually in San Jose this year, 2013. And we had the most wonderful time in a workshop titled Magic of the Oracle Berlin. And that's when we got together with our New York City psychic friend, Gina Jean, or it's spelled for most of us, it looks like Gina Jean. And she just did a marvelous job. She set the stage. She created like a ritual. She had a beautiful circle of people around her. And I don't know about you, Gina, but it just felt so easy to kind of pick up on the energy of the cards. And I wanted to start working with them immediately. Yes, Gina uh, did a wonderful job of introducing me to um, Oracle Berlin, a wonderful divinatory tool, which I think is a formidable rival for the Lonomont. 
uh, <laughs> let them on deck. Um, so, Gina, welcome to Oracle Soup. We are very glad to have you. I'm very excited. Gina Jean's in the kitchen with us. Yay! <laughs> Hi, guys. Bonjour. So nice to meet you guys. How are you? You know what? I bet we're good. Well, I, I think we're just thrilled to have you with us because yeah. as far as I know, and, and, and maybe I'm showing my naivety, but I'm out here in the Oregon woods and I don't know much anyway, right? But you're in big old New York City and you, in my eyes, are like the, one of the Berlin experts. I mean, I know there's a Berlin group on Facebook and I'm also a member of that and I've been learning some things through that experience, but you're just really making a name for yourself. Oh, thank you. I really love this deck. I mean, um, I discovered it a couple of years ago on uh, one of my trips to Paris. I used to live in Paris, France, and it's a beautiful, amazing city, just like New York. And basically, um, I discovered this amazing little deck in France when I asked um, a lot of the um, metaphysical stores there, which is their most popular deck in their country. Um, And it just kind of fell on my lap and it was very magical. I was literally standing in front of this um, wall of cards and I say, which deck should I choose? And out of the blue, I literally hear this male, masculine, deep voice and said, Oracle Béline. And I was like, well, I guess I'm getting the Oracle (laughs) Béline. That's pretty much how it happened. It was pretty much a wrap from there. And, you know, I've been to that wall because you told me to go there when I went to uh, Europe in the summer on my Tarot tour in 2013. And I went to the La Coraline. Is that what it's called? La Coraline? Yes, it's called La Coraline in Paris. It's uh, by um, the station Saint-Lazare. We. Oui. <laughs> I, had, I had such a lovely time there. Everyone was so helpful. And I asked the same kind of questions because I was curious. Everywhere, every country I went, I would ask, what is the most popular oracle? Are people more t- into tarot or playing cards or the Marseille if they're working with tarot? Or are they more interested in the Lenormand? Or have they heard of the Oracle Berlin? Uh, and, and, you know, that was one of the stories where they said it's pretty equal. People, and they did, in terms of their collection, have equal amounts. You know, they had your oracles, and then they had very specific things like the Lenormand, and then they had a variety of tarot, and they had the most uh, complete selection of the Marseille that I've ever seen anywhere. Oh, it's fantastic there. They have a really great selection. They have great crystals as well. And just the, the owners are just really wonderful people that really are knowledgeable about their um, product. And I think that's really important in the in the community of uh, Oracle decks and tarot decks and just this whole world, which we're totally immersed in, is really amazing. So it's a great thing. One of the things I find amazing about this deck is um, how it... I guess it's like if there are any rules, it really stresses about the importance of not sharing this card, this deck with anyone. So what do you what do you think about that? And what have you learned in terms of using it? I mean, I I feel like I wouldn't want to have anybody else touch it, but it's just one of those things when you're connecting um, with your tools. But um, as I was reading a little bit about it, it really stresses about not really sharing. So that's one of the, one of the shows we've done is about myths around what to do with cards and you know what makes it magical so what do you think makes um, the Boleyn Oracle so magical first and foremost the the Boleyn Oracle the actual images that were created in 1845 were actually painted by a magician and his name was Maj Edmond 
or Edmond Biadou. And just that alone, I mean, a magician creating a deck or creating the images for a deck is so powerful within itself. And I think that there's almost a form of ritual connected to it. Um, I really liked that they said not to share the deck or to really consider it your own or be very delicate with it, which is what I've done. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem, you know, with clients actually, um, you know, cutting the deck. You know, I feel like with my with my tarot cards, I, I, I have my clients shuffle the deck, you know, poker style. It doesn't matter. I'm pretty happy for them to get their energy in there. But I feel with the Oracle Villain, it's a little bit more delicate. They're a little bit smaller. They're more magical. And just the fact that I really, like, made them like my baby. <laughs> it's almost like how you treat a child, you know, like you don't want people to really, you know, um, take advantage of it or really, you know, uh, manipulate it too much. You just want them to just very lightly just cut the deck in half after I've shuffled it and talked to it and put my intent into it. So there's a lot of magic that goes into this deck that I really, um, really love about it. And the cards that come out really reflect how much magic is in this deck. And on top of that, what I really appreciate them compared to maybe some oracles is that there was a lot of thought put into the organization. It was, I, I hope it, people don't mind me using this word, but I think of it as being a little more logical. So, for instance, it has a theme where it follows uh, seven cards for each planet. So there's seven sun cards, seven moon cards, all the way through to the Saturn cards. And then the planetary influence can determine whether these cards are going to be maybe more on the positive side or maybe more on the negative side or or focused on different things like relationships. And that, to me, I think... For me as a student of an oracle as well as other people who are learning this, I think it makes it easier to kind of get involved with it and start working with it. Uh, absolutely. I mean, in France, they have this this word that they, which I, I meeting with a lot of the other mediums and the, a lot of the other readers there, they have this word in French that they called flash. And what that means is, um, just like the word flash in um, America, they basically like to get a snapshot or a synopsis of what the card is going to be when they turn it over. And I think the Oracle Berlin really describes that. Um, for example, there's a card, it's number 10, and it's called Presence, or Présent, and it has the astrological symbol of the sun and then it has a little image of a hand dropping little items such as a crown and a scepter and a medal onto the floor and it's basically just that it's a snapshot the sun represents sunny happy bright it's definitely a yes card which is nice and you immediately get that when you ask the question not to mention you say it's connected to some type of presence or some types of gifts that's going to be given to you depending on the question um, it really sums it up pretty quickly so it's nice yeah so it's easy to start getting into right of way and i think what makes it different from um maybe something like the lenormand and please correct me if i've got this wrong but um with the lenormand what i keep hearing over and over again is it's more literal and it's also more verbal in other words you create a sentence structure and then each card in the sequence becomes a part of that structure as opposed to something like tarot when you're working with three cards you might do a past present future kind of thing and each card could stand alone for its own concept but with the baleen i i there's this interesting thing about a combination in terms of the relationships of the cards to each other but also the fact that the cards can stand alone absolutely these are really powerful cards there's 52 
two cards plus one magical blue card, which is in the deck, um, which a lot of the uh, people use sometimes just as a good luck tool. And it, it basically, each of those cards can definitely stand alone. They can answer a question just within one card. And there's pretty much like a thousand messages within the card based on what you divine, but also what the actual meaning of the card is. Was Mage Edmond... Yes. Was he into Hermetics or a Freemason or re- in, in connection to maybe interested in the same kind of uh, symbolism that would be connected to Hermetics or the Golden Dawn? Um, what do you know in terms of his interest? What I know about him from his interest is that he um, was definitely a medium and um, he actually liked to play on the fact where he can actually like commune with the with the dead or the people that are gone. Um, I know he pulled for this deck and creating these images, Egyptian influences, hermetic influences, Rosicrucian influences. Um, so he really studied everything and anything. And he actually was one of the uh, colleagues of Mademoiselle Lenormand um, at that time. So they all read at the same time. So he really pulled from every single, I mean, from Kabbalah, he pulled from every single um, uh, different metaphysical um, background and used that for the images in the cards, which I think is wonderful. The images are, talk about a powerful deck. Don't know if there's any other deck that has three tower cards. I mean... (laughs) 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 just looking (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know there's there's the one card uh where i think it's 16 where the tower is kind of intact and then there's 50 where it's the next it's kind of like the top is off and then you have 38 where it's just really like (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay talk about (laughs) extremely powerful and extremely powerful. The 16, which you're talking about first, which is just the long-standing tower, is just actually a, um, just a location or where you call home or a structure or a building. Um, but when you start to get into ruin, which is number 50, an accident, that's when you're like, okay, you know, you got to be a little careful because there's definitely, especially with number 38, there's definitely some, you know, some pretty um, intense things going on there. And I, I'd say um, from research with number 38, they said that it represents physical accidents so you know physically like I, I I had a story once where I remember telling my boyfriend you know I just pulled a card for you I want you to really be careful and he goes you know I just got a, away from an accident I literally fell off my bicycle you know in front of a car that didn't stop fast enough and I was like that's crazy I literally had this card and it represents a physical accident it's pretty intense <laughs> So obviously it's going to be very useful in terms of fortune telling or future possibility viewing. And what I appreciated is that there's also cards that are focused more on a person's spiritual life. Depending on um, how far along or even um, how new you are to it. I mean, these images, they evoke a sense or a memory that um, anyone can connect to no, no matter where they are in their spiritual journey. That's what I really love with the cards as well. I think when you look at a, a card like um, 
uh, number, let's see, 45, which is Bonheur. And um, just for a new person in tarot, it kind of looks like the Ace of Pentacles. There's a six-pointed star, which, you know, pulls from the Kabbalah aspect with the crown and the astrological glyph of Jupiter. So anyone that knows very basic information will know that that's a very happy card, not to mention the word Bonheur means happiness and, and, and wonderful things coming to you. So I like that it, it really can pull and, and anyone can really pick it up pretty quickly. Wow, we're trying to squeeze so much into the little time we have with you tonight, Gina. But um, <laughs> one thing is when I was in um, Paris, and I went to that store completely on your recommendation. So merci beaucoup. Yes. <laughs> it was really lovely. And, and so I, I couldn't leave without picking up a book on the Oracle de Berlin. And the thing is, of course, they're all in French. I really don't speak or read French. And this one is from Colette Silvestri. Yes, and yes, yes, I, I love just had, her. Oh, good, because I just intuitively picked it. <laughs> but, oh, I love her. I actually, um, she's one of the people on my last trip to Paris that we really connected and um, really, really loved each other's energy. And um, we actually had a, she, we actually had a four-hour meeting um, of her just teaching me the Oracle Berlin. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> and so the question for me is, when will we have one in English and will it be coming from you? Yes, it will be coming from me. It is still in the works. I really thank you for for your support, and it really keeps me inspired, even with this show, just to like talk about it and do a roundtable and get excited about it again. Love it. I love this. This is amazing. <laughs> wow. How can you top that? Can you top that, Katrina? <laughs> I can't top it, but I do know there's probably at least one or two burning questions we should address before we, we have to say goodbye. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> but that's, do it. That's, that's, that's the very top. Anything after that is just sort of like uh, the meat and potatoes. Okay. <laughs> I, I did have one last question for you, Gina, on the Oracle Belain. Is there, like in Lunamon, there's a, a Grand Tableau, I think it's called, where you can really get this um, very extensive overview. Uh, is there a method or a spread in Oracle Berlin that offers the same? Well, um, not the Grand Tableau because the Lenorma and the Oracle Berlin are actually very different mm-hmm. in how they're um, put out. The the um, Grand Tableau with the Lenorma is kind of describing a story like Katrina was describing earlier. But with the Oracle Berlin, um, the ma- basic most important um, spread is five cards. And basically, you lay them out in a cross formation. And it's basically the situation at hand is the first card. The next card is what is against you. The top card is the advice card. The card on the bottom is the outcome card. And the card in the center is kind of like a summary. So that's the most basic Oracle Berlin um, spread that you have. And it really gives you an overview and a quick insight on what questions you have or what you need to use to, to kind of get an answer to your question. So let me see if I can repeat that. So the first card went to the left, the second yeah. card went to the right, the third one went to the top, and the fourth one went to the bottom, and the fifth went into the center. Correct. Okay. And then I also remember in the class, you were, I don't know if you were doing it just for us, and that's the way you work with clients, or if it's a way you would work with my, yourself, but you asked each of us to say a number. And then you actually went through the cards until you got to that number. For instance, if I said six, then you'd go to that sixth card, and that's what you would pull out. Uh, exactly. That's, 
Yes. That is actually also also a very um, um, well used method as well with the balloon, where um, you ask the client for a number and you count out that the number of cards. And when you get to that card, you turn it over and you kind of tell them, you know, what that card means. And would you use that number repetitively if you're trying to put together that five card? Spread. So, for instance, let's say again, if I if my number was six, then you and by the way, we only go one through nine. <laughs> and so, sure. if if I if mine was six, then you'd go one, two, three, four, five, six, and then put that card in place one, and then you go one, two, three, four, five, six, and then put that card in the second place. Uh, is that a no, way would, you would, I would be doing? One, I would just do um, you know shuffle the deck, of course, cut it with your left. I would do one, two, three, four, five, six, and then just deal out five cards. Okay. Fantastic. That really cleared that up for me. Thank you. (laughs) And lastly, if someone was interested in um, contacting you or getting a reading from you, do you have contact information to share with us? I do. I do. I do. People can reach me either by phone or by email. My phone number is area code 1347-414-9904. And if you're emailing me, which I repeat, which I answer very quickly, it's my name, Gina Jean, which is G-I-N-A-J-E-A-N at gmail.com. Fantastic. Now, in terms of um, if, if someone was interested in obtaining one of these very beautiful and magical decks, um, could they go through you or is there a particular site? They can go through me. Um, I do have some decks available. Oh, fabulous. Thank you so much, Gina, for joining us. Thank you. It's so great being on Oracle Soup. Thanks. Thank you for spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com, for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now. <laughs>